Hello, everybody. Welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Zach. This is Hunter. And today we are back for a normal podcast. Haven't been here for a few days. Wow, a few days. A few weeks. A few weeks. Um, if you guys are going to ask us why we are not quarantining, uh, we're basically doing it together. So leave those comments out of here. Um, we've seen them enough already. I see him every day. And I really only see him. And same with him. So we are good to go. Don't worry about us. We're fine. Um, but yeah, so today is going to be a little different than normal. Obviously we don't have, you know, the season to talk about. Um, so what we're going to be doing is one, we're going to be talking about, you know, what life is like now, how, how it's changed, changed, uh, what we're doing to stay busy, um, that kind of good stuff, as well as we're going to be building the ultimate player later. And then if you guys have seen our last video that we posted, we talked about, we were going to be doing sour candy soon. Don't worry, this is not the sour candy episode, but I have a ton of sour candies here in front of us that we are going to try because there's so many. We're going to narrow them down and then we'll bring the rest over to Paul, you know, the best ones. And, you know, the winner might not even be in this pile. I don't even think it is, but we've got some good ones here. What do you think the winner is if it's not in this pile? I don't know yet. I mean, uh, the one thing I notice it's not in this pile that I know is the winner is the Sour Patch Watermelon. Right, so I didn't see those at the store. It's not there. So. But I'm going to throw it over to Hunter, and then you know we'll do two after tea. And then we also have Jeff here again today. Yeah. So do you have two after tea today? I, uh, or was I'm, that? I, I'm going to do two off the tea. Okay, yeah. let's hear it. We're going to do it a little bit different because we don't have any two off the tea content currently because um, we were kind of up in the air as to whether we were bringing Griplock back this week or if we're going to do another week of putting league. Or not putting league, but uh, our putting hangout. So... The two off the tee, if you're new here, basically what normally happens is I get one question from social media and one question live from the chat board. Instead, this time, two off the tee, um, we're going to try to get two off the off the chat board. So I see one right oh. off the bat that uh, I'm already going to answer is the first off the tee from Chris Neal Disc Golf. Okay. Uh, he said he recently saw Brody talk about the angle of the disc on his reach back. What's our thoughts? Because I actually watched that and I immediately thought about it. And I, I, was like, I did too. So, I'll get both of our thoughts. I don't have many um, thoughts on it because I don't throw it back in. If somehow you didn't see the video of him uh, talking about it, he said basically when he, reach back, when he reaches back, he's been turning the disc down before he pulls through because he felt like that could get it closer to his body, basically. Was it and, down or up? Uh, it might have been up. Either way. I can't remember which way. Uh, I, fe- I feel like it was down, but uh, brings it down and then releases on the angle. And he said that he had seen players do this which i i will agree i've seen eagle and simon and players like that do this i have seen that uh, and he said it felt like he gave him more more power now if you have your form down i'm not going to say that's a bad move a good move anything like that because of the fact that if that's what you're comfortable with and you can release it consistently it's not a drastic thing but i will say in my personal experience when you're getting your form down when you're just learning to play and just coming into the game uh if that's something you thought you've been thinking about i would try to avoid it because of the fact that um like the last it was down it's it was down okay so the last thing you're kind of telling your disc to do as it comes through is be up like this so as it comes through you're gonna glue you have a chance at losing some control players have made it where they can do this really consistently like eagle and simon i've talked about that they can do this, and it works really well for them. And to be honest with you, it looks like Brody was absolutely smashing the disc, so he might be one of those players that this works for. But in general, I would say if you're learning to play, this is not going to be the best idea because as you pull through, you're changing the disc angle 
And then if you start back here and I come through and I'm changing, you know, if I release early, my disc is still going to be like this. If I release on time, it's flat. If I grip lock late, it might be on hyzer. Uh, and you're going to find some inconsistencies. So I would say get your form down first and then maybe play with working that in and see what it feels like. It, I think that's kind of what Brody has done, it seems like. Um, but if you're just if you're still working on your form and it's not comfortable yet, then just try to reach back flat and pull through flat. So that's, that's what I was going to say. Take. That's exactly what I was going to say, um, because I feel like when, uh, you know, when, when we started, when I started learning, I know, especially from you, it was all just like reach back flat and like come through flat. Um, so anything that I've learned has always been flat to flat. You know, any movement here is going to make it harder to get it flat here. Yeah. Um, I think that's the, kind of the key is like yeah. when you're learning, there's certain rules. It's like uh, the English language, right? Um, I don't know if this makes sense to other people. It's the first thing in my mind. There's rules of the English language, right? Once you understand them, then you can break them. And by yeah. breaking them, you in increase your writing ability. Yeah. Like authors will break rules of the English language to emphasize certain things. But they understand the rules and know why they're breaking it right. first. I think that's the key here is understand the rule of like pulling through flat and stuff like that because you'll notice Paul's a wide rail thrower. So when he pumps and, you know, straight back's the way to go. But when Paul pumps, he's pumping out and bringing it in and yep. then through. If an am learns that way, it's going to be really tough to be consistent up front versus mm -hmm. a pro who learned the correct way and then added this to get their more comfortable, confident motion. But their muscle memory from this point on is so good that, you know, there's certain things you don't want to replicate from the pros until you have the basic down and then add that on. Yep. I agree. Um, now again, it might be working for Brody and if it works for him, it awesome. looked like he was absolutely yeah. demolishing the disc. So I think he's built the foundation and then added this in. Um, and so that is completely cool. It's just make sure you build the foundation first is the key there. Yeah. So I'm going to take this last question. Yeah. Um, just because well, actually let's just answer this one because it's a one. Okay. Uh, what kind of basket is that orange and black one in Paul's garage? El, El Guapo. Guapo. Okay, now I'm going to ask the real question. What's your favorite driver to throw? Uh, my favorite, like, in my bag is this really beat-up D1. But my favorite just mold is the Zeus. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like it mine's the Zeus. Um, is the... Well, yeah. I don't know. I still, I still love the Destroyer. Um... I think the thing is, like, a, a destroyer, if you beat it up to where Zeus starts, is amazing. Yeah. But, like, if we're just talking about a straight-up mold, if I yeah. need to go buy a mold to play with tomorrow, I'm going to buy the Zeus because I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I feel that. All right, and this one has been asked, I don't know why, but five times or more. Cats or dogs? I already know your answer. Dogs, 100%. Yeah, dogs. Yeah. I've had cats growing up, and my biggest issue with cats is, like, you can be laying there, petting them, they're all cool, and then they're trying to claw your face off in a split second. Yeah. I've never had a dog try to claw my face off. So, so let's start with one sour candy before we get to Jeff. Okay. Um, one, a lot, some of these uh, Hunter can't eat because he can't have gelatin. So I, you I can't have weird allergies. Eat these or these, or these. No, you can eat these. I can't have these three. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have these three. So open up that. All right, let's start off. We're gonna start off with what are they? Haribo sour streamers. Zing. It says it on the package. Zing. Okay. Open uh, it up. It kind of looks like a dishwasher brand, to be honest. Like, their branding's not the best here. I believe that those are probably going to be comparable to these, which I think are um, amazing. I'm going to go with a flavor that I know I'll like. What flavors um, are they? I don't know, but I know I like blue. I always like blue. Okay. 
I'm just grabbing just one. All right, I'm going green. I'm wait till you bite it. Oh. All right, well, I'm taking two, I guess. Woo. So one thing we haven't discussed are, is the sourness of the candy. We should not have had coffee before this or after this. Is the sourness of the candy involved in the rating scale? I think it can be. Because these are not sour at all. I think it has to play into sour and taste. I think these, these taste great. Huh. Someone just super chatted for your Benadryl fund. Too bad it's it's worse than Benadryl. It's EpiPen level. But thank you. <laughs> we appreciate that. I, but I, I think they're a little sour. They but, are a little bit. But they taste good. I think the taste is there. I think these should be in the finale. I agree. Their branding sucks, but... Which is weird, because Haribo's like a big brand. Mm-hmm. But they just look like a um, like a sponge packaging. All right. So those are good. Let's jump over right, let's to... jump over to Jeff. Jeff in Jeff's corner. Looks in my side monitor like he's ready. So let's bring him in. How's it going, Jeff? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Good, guys. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Oh, it feels good to so be back, man. To be back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So... To start it off, normally we uh, bring Jeff in for college disc golf, tournaments, you know, all the fun disc golf stuff that isn't happening right now. So, Jeff, with all yep. of this being put on hold temporarily, uh, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Um, my main thing I've been doing to keep myself busy, been doing a lot of disc sales on Facebook pages and a little bit on Instagram, but mostly on Facebook at the moment. Um, but besides that, I've got a lot of stuff that's been queuing up that we were planning on doing with the Discraft mobile store over releases and stuff. And it is all queuing up to go on to my new website that is going to be launching somewhat soon. And then probably going to keep it running regardless of if the season continues or not. Um, but probably you'll see some of the custom runs and some of the specialty stuff that we might do at the Discraft mobile store end up there eventually. Not everything, but potential of things. So, been doing a lot of website building and company stuff. Awesome. Just staying a little bit busy. So, is that just going to be Discraft solely, or are you going to expand to other brands? What's the play there? For the start, it's going to be Discraft solely. That's basically, you know, that's the main part of my inventory that I have right now. I still have some Discmania stuff from when I worked at Discmania. Right. So, as everything gets going, I'll probably get, start inventorying the Discmania stuff and slowly put it up on the website and see where it goes from there. But I think for the long term, it might be strictly discraft. Okay. Gotcha. Awesome. So I've seen uh, you teasing see. these uh, crystal sparkle stalkers on Facebook. Uh, oh, I actually have two right in front of me. Oh, boy. I didn't even plan to have these, but I realized I had some on my desk. <laughs> so this these website sick. This website you're talking about, is are they going to be dropping there? Or are they going to be on Facebook? Yes, these are going to be on the website. I have like 600 of them, and that is way too many for me to manage doing a <laughs> Facebook release with. You don't want to PM so every single person? Be, oh, my gosh. I was selling off some of my 2020 Discraft Tour Series stuff, and the amount of PMs I was getting was just unreal. And then sending everybody <laughs> pictures individually, and then people like, oh, I think I like that one. And then they're like, hey, wait, can I see this mold too? And they're like, actually, I only can buy one, so I'm going to get that one. So you can take the other one off a hold. And it's yep. just like, no, put it in your shopping cart, buy it. Like, oh, yeah, it's just going to be way much, way more simple. Awesome. So, have um, you thrown those yet? Yeah. 
Yes, they're they pretty overstable for stalker. Nice. Um, I've been, I started throwing the Haley King stalker, like on the tour, uh, after I got one of Memorial, they're really nice for a stalker. They're a little more overstable than the, just the traditional Z stalkers. Um, these ones are probably even a step above them in overstability. So I don't know. Paul said that he liked it. He wasn't sure what his thoughts on it, if he was going to maybe bag one yet, but he said he liked it. Nice. So, well, that's good. We'll so, yeah. uh, people are asking, what is this, uh, web address going to be once this launches? Um, that announcement will be on my Instagram. On his Instagram. It'll probably come soon. Probably like by the end of this week. So, well, when I, well, I guess it's Wednesday. And this, everything flies by. It's like, I forget what day of the week it is. I keep saying like, oh, end of the week. And I'm thinking that's going to be like five days away. Yeah. But either this week or weekend, it's coming really soon though. We're getting everything like finalized and business license stuff and all the, all the fun logistics stuff, yeah. is happening right now. You guys know exactly what I mean with all yeah. the Supreme Flight stuff. Yeah, that took us like three months yeah. to get it yeah. off the ground, but that's just Virginia. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you're not already, follow me on Instagram. All the details will be there coming soon for all the people asking in the chat. I see a lot of people asking about <laughs> a lot of people asking about the website, and then also yeah. the discs in my room. Yeah, a lot of people are asking about that. Uh, I see some some are these Lunas behind you? The swirly Lunas? What, what's the yeah, tour series row right behind you? The, like the third row up? Yeah, that row. Those are those are all the Petto Moody uh, ESP Lunas. Dang. I think like I these, see... These guys. I think I see mine right there. <laughs> yeah, yours is uh, right there. That That is going to Zach tomorrow. They can't so. see your hand. Oh, Zach's, is oh, too off, see hand? Zach's is too off screen. No, yeah, you're off screen. All right, well, Zach's is off screen, but it's, <laughs> it's, on, it's up there. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah. Guys, I have to tell you. I've eaten like five since we've already been to Jeff. These are on point. These are good. These are good, dude. Which ones are those? Haribo Sour Streamers. Can you see that? I have never heard of those. I hadn't either. They they look like off-brand stuff. They look like off-brand extremes. But they taste better, in my opinion. These are good. Uh, People are asking, what's your your, uh, Instagram handle so people know where to find that? I'm gonna drop it down in the chat right now. Perfect. There you go. Boom. Chat at Jeff.corns. Creative. Sick. All right. Um. So, uh, also another question I had. You obviously are close friends with uh, a lot of the the tour guys. Um, what what have uh, been some things that you've noticed uh, players doing during the second off season, kind of get ready to go back on the road? Anything unique or special? <laughs> are people actually listening I mean, I- to the PDGA? And not playing. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> like tour pros, I think there's a lot of tour pros actually that are not going to just your regular courses and stuff. Like Paul obviously has his course on his property, so he's doing a lot of practice there, and he's fortunate to have that ability. Um, Paige and Nate Perkins, they're staying at a property in Southern California of like a guy who's like a fruit farmer or does a bunch of farm stuff, and he has a like a temper like not a temporary course, but like a you know, not a super refined course, but a course on that property. So there's people who are out like staying at courses in a way, still getting some practice in, but not a lot of people are probably out at their regular courses yeah, playing. Yeah. I know it's for a good thing. Yeah. I know for us all of our parks are open still, but we've avoided public courses as much as humanly possible. Tech today we technically played one for a video, but it's a it's a public course, but it's extremely low traffic it's a uh, on a college campus and only nine holes so uh, it might as well be a private course but 
we are fortunate enough to have like two or three close to us that we can keep uh keep videos up up and going and it seems like a lot of pros have been doing that or getting to getting to fields yeah i know even with the content tell me how you feel about this jeff so with the pdga saying hey guys stay off the course but then you have places like where we are where they're encouraging you to go out and play yeah and at the course there's even signs that say like hey if you're gonna play in a small group please go and play so like you know if it's just me and hunter us going and playing you know some people in our videos you know saying well you're not listening to the pdga but you know like also we have our local government here who's like hey go out and play like go out get outside you know be courteous don't touch other people's discs awesome but what how do you feel about that because i feel like we're getting conflicting answers yeah from yeah. everybody really what i i think you do have to kind of look at what your unique situation is requiring so like for example here in oregon especially just in eugene where i'm at um like we have three kind of main courses like 18 whole courses like within 20 minutes of our of like where i'm at and um well actually four but one of them's like a on a piece of private property um but one of them's in a state park all oregon state parks are closed okay so that one's a no-go they actually people were parking like it's off of like a like a, like not an interstate but like a state highway um and people were just parking right at the gate right off the highway and like just walking in yeah see like that parking on the property so eventually yeah. the, the state was just like hey like you guys like we need to it'd be great if a lo the local community can do this but we need to get the baskets pulled because yeah. this is now a safety issue yeah and just you know it's it's unfortunate because it's just a lack of respect for yeah. what you are being asked to do by your local area yeah um, yeah because i get that because so i mean like if, if our you, parks were if, closed and we were parking on the street yeah. outside and we're like oh let's like hop the fence and go play no because like it's closed <laughs> like yeah. don't do that yeah and and this is just my opinion when i'm saying this if you are out playing courses like you should still be, you know, quarantined. You guys are basically live with each other. You yeah, are working we do. there <laughs> at this point, constantly doing foundation stuff and Supreme flight stuff. Like you guys have been in this quarantine for the entire time together with yeah. Paul. Like you guys are basically all in the same like household. Yeah. So what yeah, you guys we don't are doing, see anyone else other than this. Not, yeah. You guys yeah. are not like branching out. And if you guys were like hanging out with your local buddies who were also, yeah in your local community then i think you're starting to like get a little excessive so yeah. if you're going out if local community is saying hey go to parks go play disc golf like that's fine go do it by yourself yeah. Go do it the people who are in your direct household yep nothing more because like even so like i live with my girlfriend here in oregon mm -hmm. uh her her so we go over to her parents house quite a bit um because they live like a literally two minute drive down the street from us so we'll hang out with them, and then mm -hmm. basically her two brothers—they they are also married. So we hang out with like that group of people. Yeah, and that's kind of like quarantine household. Yep. Uh, but she also has cousins that live in Eugene, and they just bought a house. And we're like, uh, I don't really think we should come over and see your new house yet, or yeah, you know, we don't can't really help you do any moving, and like the movers are there. It's just all these extra people. We're just kind of like, yeah, I think this is where we're gonna have to draw the line at. Like, yeah, yeah. we don't want to keep exposing into a larger and larger group. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because we all want to be out of this as soon as we can. I think everyone's getting a little restless and bored and yeah. like just respect it and let's get done with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My wife and I are getting on each other's nerves. It's like, it's just getting to the point where you're like, all right, I, it's, one of us needs to get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel you there. And it's just like, for me, I'm like, oh crap, I can't go play disc golf. That's my get out of the house. All right. I'm just going to go do something. Go play disc golf. Yeah. yeah. 
nope. Yeah. Stay at home. Uh, so have you heard any anything behind the scenes that you can talk about uh, as far as uh, it looks like we're I in saw, a free I heard it. Okay, sick. Go for it then. Um, okay, no, I just forgot. Um, oh, you said uh, insight about what we got going on. So I did see um, Discraft Underground member Will Goringer. He posted on or he tweeted the PDJ and asked, hey, any updates coming about May? Because May tournaments are you know, right around the corner. They're like a month out for some of them or even less. Like, I know you guys got Battle of Bedford coming up. Um, so he tweeted at them. They said, update coming this week about May sanctioning. Um, I don't know anything about what their ruling is going to be, but I, from what I've heard from inside information, that that announcement is probably coming tomorrow. Okay. But obviously not firm, but... That's the that's the rumors I've heard. It's announcement tomorrow. Announcement okay. tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So it's gonna it affects you know us differently over here in Virginia, you know because even if the PDGA says hey you know we can go out and play, uh, currently with the Virginia governor, um, his stay at home orders are until the middle of June. Yeah, June tenth. So think. like, wow. yeah. So we don't know so if we're gonna be able to have PDGA, our tournament. You guys might be shut down. Maybe. So, yeah. So we're trying to like wait as long as we can just because we're thinking right now he's like the only one that's like pushing it this far yeah i mean you have new york who's a you know cuomo over there talking about start you know he wants to try and start opening things up soon but then you have like our governor you know middle of june so i don't know we're trying to wait um just in case yeah just in case he's like oh maybe i pushed it out a little too far but uh Right, so even if the PGA opens up, you know it it's going to affect everyone differently because yeah. it might for all all Virginia tournaments they might not happen, and yeah. I don't know even if it you know maybe Florida too. I, I don't know what other governors are saying as well. So totally, I do like though it's becoming a little bit more regional in the aspect of uh, I don't know how much it is for you guys, but I know for at least the West Coast, like California, Oregon, and Washington are all kind of on the same page that they're like, hey, if this is where we feel like we're at. Like all three states are going to move together, okay. in a, yeah. like a decision. So if one of them is like, "Hey, we're going to adjust this," their other ones are probably going to follow suit with that. Right. Yeah, uh, I know that New England's kind of doing the same thing. So you're starting to see that pop up a little bit more. But at least for us in the PDGA, the main thing that's kind of in everyone's mind right now is with it being kind of early this year. Worlds is the first like day of like Worlds Week is June 13th, and that's kind of the the next big one on the chopping block. Yeah. Right. I, I Someone just said here, Jacob Kane said, I know here in Illinois, the governor has been considering canceling all major events until September. This would include Ledgestone. So, yeah, I have seen, I think I've talked to Heinold about that. He said that's possible on the. That like, would be unfortunate. Potential. That is the one tournament we get yeah, to that's the, travel to this year. That's the only one we have on our schedule right now. Yeah. But yeah, I know Ledgestone's a, definitely a favorite of mine too. Like going there. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, it's it's all kind of weird. I think there's, I, again, this is all just rumors. There's nothing that's like been confirmed. Um, but I've also heard that there's discussions potentially in this update coming this week about an announcement about Worlds and what's going to happen. Okay. Um, whether it's we're going on as planned, we're going to wait off a couple more weeks or a month to make a decision, or if it might get pushed back. But right. I've heard there's discussions from, like I've gotten that from a couple other people that I've talked to um, that worlds is kind of being discussed now so right i mean i wonder if yeah i wonder if they could try and push it back 
um, to, you know, still put it in like the travel schedule, but push it back a few yeah. months to to still make it work. I don't know the travel schedule in states and how it'd work, but I don't I know. I heard July is a potential pushback, and okay. that's really the only time that it would still stick in that travel schedule because okay. players are going from like, so if everything went according to plan, people are in California for SFO and Masters Cup. They're rolling up to Utah for, excuse me, for uh, Pro Worlds, over to Oregon for the Oregon Swing, and then across the country to D-Glow, Ledgestone, and the Midwest. So it's basically after Oregon is really the last chance to hit Utah. Right. And the thing that's unfortunate is if you do put it the weekend after, like the Oregon tournaments, then the next weekend after that would be the European open, which is, right. you know, also a lot of, I know U S players have been talking to a lot of different people who are like, are you going to Europe still? Like, what's the plan? Like, are people, yeah. is this happening? Like that's, you know, that's international travel one. plans. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Finland is looking like. I haven't actually even really checked to see what's going on over there, but it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to be interesting. It's getting, it's getting more and more real to some of the majors being in question, which is always a, yeah. sad thing to have to potentially cancel yeah, yeah for sure definitely um it's definitely gonna be an interesting season and I'm, I'm sure as the the weeks come on that'll be something we continue to look at and talk about here on the podcast as more news rolls out about that um we can roll into our topic you want to keep jeff on for the topic or you want to oh was jeff staying in this in i forgot was only thing i was worried is the I'm, internet oh yeah I would like I would love for Jeff to be on for it, but I think my internet might be uh throttled with with everything going on right now. Well okay. Do we have what else were we gonna talk about with Jeff? I don't really think we had too much before more. we kick his butt off. Uh anything you had for us, Jeff, uh to wrap up your segment here? I don't think anything else. Alright. So you already dropped your Instagram. Drop your Instagram again in there in case people have lost it. Yep. Um, and then yeah, and be watching his Instagram so you can see what the website is, when it's dropping, and how to get your hands on some of those crystal sparkle stalkers. There I you know go. I'm gonna try to, yep. but uh, that's that's one that's one thing that's coming out. The other thing that I'm working uh working on is Paige Pierce had some discs made with like a Texas uh, specific stamp on them. Um, she left those with me when we got off the tour, and mm. she said throw those up on your site whenever oh, it's cool. ready. So that'll probably be another thing that'll be nice. popping up there. So there'll be some, there'll be some cool stuff. There's still some mobile store exclusive items that'll pop up. Sick. Nice. That so, sounds awesome. Yeah. Be sure to keep an eye on his, uh, his Instagram. So you know when and where all that stuff's dropping. Yeah. Thanks Jeff for joining us. Sorry. We have to cut you kind of short. Um, all good. we're, we're running on dial up Wi-Fi this week. <laughs> it feels like it. Hopefully you get some more donations from the from the fans <laughs> out there. It upgrade your guys' internet too. So yeah, you guys I, and Paul. Dude, we're hardwired, so I don't know what's uh, going on. Yeah, my internet should be my should, internet should be banging, but uh, it's not right know. now. So you must have, you got probably got some neighbors or something who are mooching your Wi Fi and they're yeah on maybe they're hooked up outside. <laughs> change your Wi Fi password or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Well, we will uh, bring you back in next week, Jeff. Uh, have a good one. Have a good week, Jeff. Yeah, you guys too. Talk to you later. All right, kind of cut Jeff short there. Yeah, I just I didn't want to keep pushing the. Uh... I know, so I'm gonna go ahead and eat something that you can't eat. All right, because you can't have gelatin, so I'm gonna have these uh, sour crawlers. Whoop. All right, while he's chomping on that, I'm gonna explain uh, the segment that will kind of take us the rest of this podcast, which is building the ultimate player. 
So basically, the premise for this, it was actually suggested by one of you, and I wish I wrote down their name. Boring. That's all I got to say. Oh, those? Yeah. I know. I, I remember eating them in like high school, and I never really liked them. Uh, they don't really have much like sour flavor. They're just kind of gummy, from what I remember. And there's really no taste either. They're boring. Super yeah. boring. Right. Uh, so basically, the premise is Ooh. you have, um, I think it's five, five aspects of a game. We have the mental game, backhand, forehand, scramble, and putting. Mm-hmm. We have to pick. Wow, we have to pick five different players uh, to take that skill from each player mm-hmm. and build our ultimate player, um, and then we'll just kind of debate as we go along. Who's got a better player? Who's got a better player, and who made the right choice with each category? Okay, I've got some surprise picks in my mind here. I don't know how much you've thought through this, but I've I've got some surprise picks that I'm pretty proud of. Um, so what do you want to start with? What's, what skill do you want to start with? Mental game? All right, you want me to go first or you? I'm chewing. All right, I'll go first. So this is actually my biggest surprise one. Okay, out of everything for my mental game, my mental game player. So and this person can't be chosen. Can't be chosen ever again. Okay. My mental game player is Paul Macbeth. That was mine. Dang it. And my reasoning behind this. because I'll, I'll change it though. No, you can keep it because uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get somewhere else anywhere. Uh, oh, I got one. I have one. Okay. Well, my my reasoning for Paul's mental game is I think that is Ooh, sorry the number one thing that separates him from the field. Oh yeah. Um, I was talking to his Liz. Confidence is insane. His confidence and his like he gets down on himself mm-hmm. for like a split second. Yeah. Corrects whatever he needs to, and then just forgets about it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we've seen it in person, you know, many times, and it's it's not even just. It, it, you can even see it when like we're just hanging out the three of us yeah like or when we're just shooting a freaking video that yeah. means nothing the dude right. just shifts into another gear yeah and, and leaves us in the dust goes into what you know they would call beast mode um it, it really is ridiculous to see in person like i've seen it you know caddying for him at a tournament and i'm like oh like is he about to blow up like no paul doesn't blow up oh he's pretty pissed right now oh wait a second he he He's on a tear. Yeah. Like, he just flips something, and there it is. He's gone. You just, like, see this look in his eye of, like... And I vividly remember this at uh, um, one of the ones I've seen in person, but he ended up not finishing the comeback for a reason. Um, it was 2016 Worlds. It was... The reasoning I think he didn't make the comeback and win that tournament was the rain delay. Okay. He was oh, right, right, so right. far out of this tournament. Yeah. So far out. I was actually just watching that the other day. Yeah. He should not have been really in contention. I think he was on the second, maybe even third card. I think it was third card. And he so. was going off in the yeah. final round. And I was walking with Tompkins. I wasn't cad. I think I was his uh, towel caddy is what we used yeah, to yeah, get yeah. me inside the ropes. Um, and so I was walking next to Tompkins and I was talking to him. And like Paul walked up to a putt and we were, it was like right before the storm delay. And I pulled up U-Disc because we weren't really paying attention to it. And I noticed he had like climbed back into it. And not only yeah. that, but like he was rapidly chasing down Ricky. And I leaned into Tompkins like, do you actually think he does this? And Tompkins looked at the score and he goes, oh, absolutely. He's like, no, no way he should, but he's going to do this. And so then we watched like two more holes. The rain delay came and then yeah. he just couldn't really get back yeah. going. But he was on, but it's just this mode he shifts into where everyone's counted him out. And I feel like I was talking to Liz upstairs. I don't know if this is accurate. I have no statistics to back this up. But I feel like uh, probably like half or maybe even a little more than half of his wins seem to come from behind or like he's down at some point. Yeah. And I, he I just don't know. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of like European Open. He was down like eight strokes. Mm-hmm. Storms back this year's Worlds. He was down to Emerson Keith fighting yep. back and forth with him. Had Ricky coming up. Yep. Uh, and I think the, the biggest thing that separates it, too, is Paul doesn't give up a lead. 
Right. Like oh, it, no. If once, yeah. Especially if he comes from behind, when Paul catches you and overtakes you, you're not catching him again, it seems like. Um, but... So you said you're going to change yours. Yeah. Well, first, you still, do you still want to change yours? Or you want to keep it? I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, well, let me. For, I'm gonna read this comment from Justin okay. because I, I laughed and I probably shouldn't have laughed. They said, "For women, it's got to be Katrina Allen because you can't be one of the worst circle one putters on tour and still be the number one women's player." I mean, that's kind of true. She's got to have the mental game. She's got to have some steel. I have never thought of that because when I miss putts inside like 20 feet, my whole game goes to crap. Exactly. And she misses a five footer. She's still on. That is true. I've never thought of that. That's pretty smart. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Okay. But we'll. Uh, okay. What is your? So I, I have. Okay. So it was going to be Paul, and I was thinking. I was thinking the same thing. And I think it's also because, um, we know him personally. So like we we're like in. We his can head. see it. Yeah. Yeah. But so there's two. One is kind of weird, but it's because he has a personality of what I wish more players are like. And what I feel like I would be like if I was actually good not to Nico Castro. No, uh, Brody <laughs> Smith, because okay. I would be not saying that he's cocky, but I would be that dude who laces a shot and I'm throwing my hands up in the air and like, it's my first tournament. And you're like, what's that guy doing? And you're like, no, that guy's confident. Like, yeah, he, he he's feeling himself right now. A little weird. But my other pick would be Nate Sexton because he's very calm. Okay. And that's also like you guys might see. You know, I, I blow up in videos, whatever. But that some of that is like a persona, right? When I'm on the course playing a real tournament, I'm I'm just chilling. Like if I make a bad shot, who cares? I'm just chilling. And I feel like that's kind of how Nate is. Yeah. Like, all right. So which one are you going with? You're going with your uh we'll call it a dark horse instead of a weird pick with Brody, or are you going with Nate? I'll go Nate. Okay. So he's going Nate. I'm gonna go Nate Sexton. For mental game. Um and I'll say so we'll do uh, as long as we have time, we'll do a male and female version of this. Okay. Um, I think that'll make it a little bit easier to separate yeah. out. Um, so let's jump to backhand well, next. Oh, we're going to go back to women? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Build okay, the ultimate yeah. male player and okay. then build the ultimate female player. Okay. Backhand? Yeah, backhand. I'll okay. let you take this one first. Okay. I've got mine. And it's probably the same as So yours. you want... No, I don't think so. So you want distance and you also want consistency. Yeah. But you also want touch and like, you know, putters... You know, got to be thrown very yeah. well. Yeah. So, you know, first person that comes to mind is Conrad. You know, great putter thrower. Throws for distance. Um, another person that comes to mind would be, you know, Simon can throw a putter long ways. Maybe not as accurate. Um, Garrett Gerthy with the distance. Um, you know, the putters, the accuracy isn't always there. Eagle, obviously, throws a putter great. Kevin Jones. There's so many good <laughs> Which choices. Which player are you picking? I I'm gonna go with. Oh man. See, my only issue is the person I was gonna pick. I feel like I should pick for my putter player. See, that's interesting. Yeah, because then if I pick them for backhand. Yeah. So I don't know who you're about to pick, but I think you know who I'm talking about. I don't. Okay, never mind then. Um, I think I'm gonna go with. Oh well. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Emerson Keith. Wow. Okay. Weird. Okay. Dark horse pick. Uh, <laughs> well, because he's got the he's got the distance, and we saw last year at Worlds, and we saw it in person. He could throw a putter. He could throw a mid, um, and he's lacing those fairways. I'm gonna go Emerson Keith. I like he's got it. A, he's got a good backhand. Okay. Okay. Someone just said Nick Carl. I've got. Oh, man, they knew my pick. Uh, I gotta think through this because okay, I was about to say James Comrade. If one of the categories was falling, Zach would be it. <laughs> Con- yeah, I, I was mean, gonna Conrad's say, I was the pick, going right? To. 
But it's a good pick. It's a great pick for backhand. But with Paul out of the game, then it brings in the question of who do you pick for putting? Right. Because, I mean, I would pick Ricky of 2016, but I don't know if I'd pick 2020 Ricky. I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. So I'm going with, and this is going to be a weird one, but I feel like I can explain it, Chris Dickerson. Mm, someone said that right here. So Stephen Hoffman said that. The reasoning behind it is I feel like Chris Dickerson, if you look at his backhand only, is one of the like most elite players in the game. He has so much control on his backhand. Yep. So I feel like where he kind of falls off is some of the like, I don't want to say scramble shots because he's an insane woods player, but like his forehand isn't like top of the line. His, like I think it's just some consistency stuff. Mm-hmm. But his backhand, the control he has, the like the consistency he has, I think it's tough to beat, especially when we have to take into consideration that other players you might pick for backhand, you're going to want for forehand putting, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Chris Dickerson's a really... If you put Chris Dickerson's backhand with Paul McBeth's middle game, I'm feeling good with where I'm at right now. Okay. Um, so I'll go first on forehand, okay. and we'll just alternate it. So the reason... So forehand, I have two picks. Okay. And I, I either have to pick control or distance. So you can pick my, both? Not that I have to pick one player. But I think one player has both. Well, my my distance, absolute distance pick is Eagles. Okay. My control pick is Nate Sexton. Okay. My other, like, third pick that was kind of on my mind, but I'm not going with him, was Big Germ. Um, but, but you know what? I think I'm going Sexton. Okay. I'm going Nate Sexton because I feel like at all distances – Nate Sexton can pick a spot on the fairway and hit that spot with a forehand. Okay. No matter no matter what. He lacks a little bit on distance compared to Eagle, but really not that that much. Um, especially when you put like an orc or a, a Sexton fiber in his hand, he's I, I I think I'm confident with Nate Sexton's forehand being the one to pick. Okay. I mean it's a great pick. Yeah. Um, you know, for forehand, the first mine you know, the first name that comes to mind is Lance Brown. That is true. No, I'm kidding. I mean, um, I, I will no, say that. No, it still that comes to mind. Like, he's got a really good forehand. He does. That was one that came to my mind, but not as, like, a, a super serious pick. Yeah. But when I think forehand, I do think of Lance Brown. Yeah. Okay. So, in my head, I have Eagle. You know, obviously, he's got the distance. I think he's got the touch, too. Um, you know, we have Big Germ. Yeah. Great. Uh, especially with those, like, Thunderbird-esque shots, I he think. Has, is he like has, like, this? a super touchy forehand. He does. Like, it's very it's very nice to watch. Yeah. Um. There's some other people that have good forehands. Why can't I think of them right now? Well, oh, I think I think man. what you've mentioned, it's got to be one of those two. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. I think I'm going to go with, I think, Big Germ, because I think okay. he's got more of a mid-range you touch, know, forehand. F- touch forehand game. Um, I will say one so player say that, that has been surprisingly good, not good enough to be in this category, but surprisingly good has been Nico LaCastro with his forehand. That's true. Uh, if you go back a few years, the dude was throwing lefty off the tee to avoid throwing a forehand. Yeah. And it shows he's really improved. Um, you know, we've talked about Nico in a number of other categories uh, with mental game and stuff like that. Um, but I got to I gotta commend the work he's put in to have his forehand improved like that. Um, it, it's, it's very impressive. There are multiple people saying um, that Tristan Tanner has a very good forehand. That is true. Yeah. Uh, I don't know a ton about Tristan Tanner. I think it's the tough part is like, I think there's a lot of players with great, great forehands, mm-hmm. but there's just something, there's just something about this like next level that you yeah. see, like, like you said, Jerm, I feel like is on that level. Nate Perkins is another one that has a insanely good forehand Eagle and uh, 
Nate Sexton. I feel like there's just this next like gear they can shift to that's maybe it's just the consistency proven over time. Maybe right. that's something that Tristan Tanner is missing in my mind. Um, but I also, I haven't seen Tristan Tanner a, a ton. Um, but I do know he has a good forehand. But We got one here that says, Hunter for the backhand, Nova throws for the win. Who said that? Uh, that would be Matthew Yeager. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I saw someone pick, say, Steph Curry. And that's what I, I was looking at that when you were reading that. Oh. So I was a little confused because that's, that's a hilarious. Uh, Steph Curry only with a white D1. A lot of people won't understand that, but. All right, um, let's try the next candy. D1 Max, sorry. Well, which, which one can you eat? I want the Sour Kids Extremes, if okay. I'm being honest with you. I just, Sour I Kids want those. Extreme. This is the last one I can actually eat. This one has... No. I can... I can. Oh, yeah, you can eat that one. No, it has something in it I'm allergic to, but I'll take a small bite. Sour Kids Extreme. I'm just going to grab the two I touched. Oh, I hate orange. Really? But I, I will let, I'll eat that one second so it doesn't... Okay. They're not bad. I still think these are better. More sour than the first, than the, the Haribo ones, but... I still think these have the best taste. Oh, no, I'm trying not to chew close to the mic. Yeah, sorry, guys. I don't want people to hear that. Eric Oakley. Great That's one. a good choice. Yeah, there's a few people that have been saying Eric Oakley. Didn't think about that. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, Zach Melton for forehand. That's a good choice, too. Mm, I didn't even think about lefties. Chris uh, Clemens. Oop, yeah, uh, he's lemonade. got a good forehand. You ha as a lefty, you have to have an elite forehand to be yeah. a top player. You do. There's no way around it. Okay. Um. So we, we went... got scramble and putting. So which one you want to do next? Are we doing just putting in general or circle one, circle two? Splitting? Circle one and circle two are together. Okay. So do scramble. All right, scramble. Now this one, I, I, I might. I don't know if people like my pick. I feel like I. I feel like you gotta like it. Actually, you gotta like this. There's no way around it. I don't even know who to pick for scramble. Um, the only only person, one person came to my mind because when I think scramble, you have to be really good in the woods and like known as a woods player. Oh, so I'm going MJ. No, Michael Johansson. Come on. I feel like now the one thing I will say is he doesn't have a great forehand, so I feel like that hurts you in scrambling. But I feel like he has so much control over his discs that that doesn't matter. And you know, Charlotte Golf. Sometimes it feels like you're scrambling when you're on the tee just mm -hmm. because of how tight woods are in North Carolina. Yeah. And that's what he just has always played. And so I feel like when if he's off the fairway, he's going to find a way to get up and down. And so I'm going MJ. My other thought was Kale LaVisca. Okay. Because I feel like um, I feel like he's just been like all out of position a lot, but somehow saves himself. Mm -hmm. And I can't really put a finger on like what it is. But I, for some reason, he came to my mind, too. I'm sure there's a thousand players I'm not looking at, not thinking about. But those two came to my mind. But I'm going with MJ just because I can, like, picture crazy shots he's hit. And it's not just, like, I can't I can't figure out why Kayla Visca came in my head, but he did. Mm -hmm. So I'm going with MJ. Okay. Was that you? who you were going to pick? Mm -hmm. I'm going back to these sour kids. Sour yeah, not bad. Kids. Um, names that come to mind. Barsby. That's a good one. Um, But my pick. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be weird because I don't really think he's great this year. Um, you know, I think that this part of his game, though, will always be good. I think Ricky has a yeah. great scramble, scramble game. That's true. A lot I of people were saying that in the chats. He's got great rollers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's just he's just good, you know, at, at this. Sorry, I was confused as to why your wife just texted us. Oh. Um, 
he he's just good in the woods. Yeah, you know, with with his scramble I, game. I was gonna say, I think one of the keys, and this is why I felt a little weird picking MJ. The uh, keys to a good scramble. Coughing on my pants. Is a forehand. Right. I think being able when you're scrambling to look at the gap the whole time as you throw it is key. And so that's that was one reason I was a little leery of MJ. But if you're good enough that you can throw a backhand, then you're you're gonna have more control. That's right. just a fact with backhand versus forehand. So if you're good enough to hit tight gaps like MJ is, I'd go with him. But I think anyone with a good forehand is gonna be a good scrambler. I feel like. Yeah. And especially Ricky with used to be harps now pigs. Uh, I think you're right. I think he can get up and down from pretty much anywhere on the course. My pick is Zach because he's scrambling, getting off the ground. <laughs> Man, people don't want to let this one go. No, we got to make it like a caution wet tea pad shirt. Yeah, we for should you or something. All right, so let's recap. Where are we at? What do you have? I have Paul for mental game. I have Chris Dickerson for backhand, mm-hmm. Nate Sexton for forehand, mm-hmm. and Michael Johansson for scrambling. Okay, so that's a, that's a banger. So I had um, Sexton mental game, mental game backhand was Emerson, forehand was Big Germ. Is that who I picked? Big Germ, and then I just picked. Where'd you pick Eagle? No, you no. picked Germ. You picked Germ. Germ, and who did I just pick there? Ricky. Ricky. I still think that's good too. Okay. Um, now we have uh, putting. Putting. Circle one and circle two combined. I already have mine. I saved him from earlier. James Conrad. Right. Yeah. He. I think uh, worlds um, that we or was that USDGC, USDGC uh, twenty seventeen. That oh, we we previously? were at we were at. Uh, I, I watched this year. Well, you were you were there twenty seventeen, seventeen or eighteen. Eighteen. When I when I caddied, you were there with you. We walked with me. We right? were, yeah, we had um, Dean's Cup. Is why I was there. Okay, twenty eighteen Conrad USDGC was the craziest putting I've seen in my life. I've never seen somebody in person putt as well as he did from outside those damn ropes. Like he would, you know, he'd be out, out of bounds and. Boom! It was in every time he threw out of bounds. I was like, "Eh, he made the putt." Like we weren't even we didn't even walk yet. Paul didn't even finish throwing yet. I'm like that's in nasty, 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 nasty. Yeah, I feel he's like good. I don't know percentages. He's actually like one of the best. I don't know. He's got to be, but he's good. But I feel like when he's in big moments, like if I can't have Paul for putting, if I have a big moment putt, currently I'm going James Conrad. Right. Previously, I would have went Ricky. Ricky, I think, will get yeah. there again. I just don't feel like he's there right now. Yeah. Um, well, as I open these... Well, you didn't pick yours. Are you going James Conrad, too? No. I'm going to talk about it. Oh, while okay. I open these. Airhead Extreme Sourfuls. Adam Ham is. That's a good one. That's someone you might want to think about. No, because I still have Paul. Oh, you never picked Paul. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I didn't pick Paul yet. Paul. Adam Hammis is a great one. But at this point, if I have Paul still... If you well, have Paul, no, yeah. It, Paul, I think Paul's putting is... Like like his mental game, what he's the best at outside of the field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like backhand and forehand, he's in the elite. But I think you could pick people that throw farther than him, have more control. Yeah, Woods. Uh, I think Paul's one of the most underrated backhand Woods players. Um, just because everything else kind of outshines how good he is at straight shots. But I, I think putting is what really separates it. If you're going to the store, do not buy these. They suck. That's terrible. For those listening on the podcast audio, it's Airhead Extremes Ugh. Sourfuls. Rainbow Berry. Ugh. That was terrible. What's the filling? They smell good. <laughs> I don't know. They smell really good. I don't know. They it's smell like, like donuts, to be honest. It makes with you. like a, it, I don't know, it puts like a weird feel in your mouth. Okay. 
uh, what, Paul what's the last putting. one? Yeah, Paul for putting. Was yeah, that I, it? I think that's pretty easy. Yeah, that's it. Um, now, who's the better player? Yours or mine? Well, I mean, I'm going to go with mine, but we'll have to put a poll out on. We can do it on YouTube and on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, after this, can, we'll list it out. Will you be able to remember? Uh, if not, I can listen back through it, but I should be able to remember. Carol Baskin. <laughs> Killed her husband. Yes. Whacked him. Um, yes, Lizzie. But we, we aren't done yet because we got to do women. Mm-hmm. And women, I think, is going to be a little tougher. Um, because when I said ultimate player, I was just thinking like the best of the best. And so I was including men and women in my mind and I picked men. Right. But I feel like we should do women because I feel like we just both picked all men. And so we're going to go mental game first. Right off the bat. Uh, who are you picking? Oh, gosh. Mental game. Uh, Dude, I, I'm tempted to pick Katrina Allen oh, after oh, Justin oh, Rozak's point. Well, yeah. Because right? that is a good point. She's never out of it, even when she makes mistakes that would knock other people out. I would but, say, I, but I'm not going to pick her since it's your pick. But yeah. I'm saying I, I'm considering that. Okay, I'm going to say Evelina because I feel like I never see her get mad. That is true. She's very chill. Um, now, I've never talked to her or anything like that, but I, I feel like she's always just in good spirits. And, you know, you, it doesn't look like many things bother her. So I'm going to go with Evelina. Okay. That's my pick. Are you going, Katrina? I got to think through this, ma'am. Because I got to think about the other players that are in my mind, where else I might need them. I think Paige has a great mental game. Oh man, my but my, I gotta have Paige somewhere my else. My choice is bad, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one shoot. Yeah, yeah. See, like now I'm trying to think. I probably should have kept Evelina for the forehand. But you see, I got, I know who what player you're picking forehand, and it's the player I want forehand. I, I'm gonna go Katrina Allen for the mental game okay. because if you do think about it. Oh, I know who I'm going with forehand. Yeah, I know. Katrina Allen really is, and the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced. She does have that like stone cold yeah. killer vibe. She has collapsed yeah. at times, but a lot of the but collapsing still. has been I don't know because you think putting's a lot mental too. So is that a bad pick? Because putting's like ten foot putts is a mental game, but so is recovering from missing a ten foot putt. Man. <laughs> All right, I'm sticking with my gut. Okay. Ah, am I? <laughs> Oh my gosh, the agony, the back and forth. Oh, because like on one side of the table, I'm like a 10 foot putt is all mental. Yeah. So if you're missing that, it doesn't matter how good you are of a putter. She's a good putter. There's no doubt about it, but she just misses dumb putts. But on the other side of the table is like she misses that and then still somehow is always up there. So what overweighs the other or do I just completely ignore it? I'm going Kristen Tatar. Okay. For a very similar reason to you with Evelina in that I just knocked on my chair so my dogs are barking upstairs. Yep. Uh, and a very similar reason to you is Evelina because she seems to always be cool, calm, and collected on the course. Yeah, she does. And she never really, not that she doesn't show emotion, but she never shows like ticked off, like bad emotion to where she's not going to be able to recover from it. And yeah. I'm going to save Katrina Allen for other aspects of her game. Okay. So backhand next is my pick. My pick first, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm going. That. That's where I'm going, Katrina. Okay. I'm going Katrina's backhand because I, I, I think that her and Paige are kind of above the field slightly in backhand. Um, I think so too. I think she's on par with Paige as a backhand player. 
I think she falls off in like her putting in some other areas. But I think if you take just pure backhand skills, I think Katrina Allen's one of, if not the best. So I'm going Katrina Allen backhand. It's a tough choice because I want Paige Pierce for putting. That's what I'm thinking. Because nobody else is as good I, as... I do have another putter. So I, I will, I'll take Paige Pierce on a different aspect because I not, have another putter in my mind. So you're not going to take her? Not for putting. So you're going to scramble then? Probably. You're not. You can't. She's not going to throw a forehand. Paige? Yeah. She don't need to. Yeah, but I'm saying you're not going to pick her forehand. So you're no. not. You're not going to not pick her at all. I'm picking her for scramble. I think. Okay. Unless you pick her, then I'll pick her putting. But. Um. Okay. So I'm, am I on backhand? You're on backhand. Okay. There's a few, right? Because well, no. I'm probably going to go. Would you say? I said Katrina. I think I'm just going to go Paige because. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to go Paige because, well, to be honest with you, my second pick was Evelina, which you already used her. But I can also go Henna. You could go Henna. I think you can go Kristen too. She has a good backhand. Yeah, Henna has a great backhand. I'm going to go Henna backhand, so you can save Paige. Yeah, Henna backhand. She's nasty. Okay, now this is where I'm going to be upset because it's forehand. It's my turn, Hamlet King. Yeah. That's what I mean. I was gonna pick Haley King, Haley King, well, which you, you we, we pick can her. pick same people. She was on the board before too. I don't know if I want to. Just pick Sarah Hokum then. Who else? Who's second yeah. to no, Haley that, King? I mean, that is the second. Is Sarah Hokum? I just don't like the the pause. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. She kills. She could probably beat me in a forehand contest. Like yeah. All that I just don't like looking at the pause. Um, but yeah, I knew you were gonna pick Haley King because that's who I wanted. Uh, I'm gonna go Sarah Hokum. Okay. I hope that she's still on the board. She might have left when Jeff left because she was here before, but yeah, I'm I'm going Oh Jessica Weiss has a good forehand. That is very true. But I think I mean Sarah Hokum basically is only forehand yeah, yeah, in yeah. his one like big time turn. Has she won yeah. worlds? She's won I worlds. Know. I don't know, maybe one time. But I mean, even like as recently as like last year, two years ago, she's won Waco and if she if her putting's on, then she's up there with yeah. Pay and with Paige and Cat and even with Evelina and Kristen nowadays and Henna, sorry. Um, and she just throws forehand. Right. So it's hard to ignore that. So, but okay. Haley King's a great choice. That's who I was going to pick. I, I think she's, I think, uh, she's definitely up there with forehand. And people, I know people don't agree with this because people are always, always, you know. I've seen, the thing is I've seen her forehand in person. I know. And she 100% has a better forehand than me. And like, I know we joke about my forehand, but like, I have a decent forehand. I don't have anything crazy, okay. but she has like a very, very good forehand. Yeah, she does. I mean, yeah. Her forehand is probably better than half the people on the board right now. Oh, yeah. Well, she's she's, she's crush. Yeah. All right. We'll scramble next when we did, guys. Yeah. <sighs> scramble, then putting. Okay. So what do we have right now? You or who's your head game? I have Kristen's Tatar head game, Katrina Allen backhand, Sarah Hokum forehand. It's a pretty good player. All right. And then I have um, head game at Evelina. Backhand. Backhand, Henna. And then. Backhand. Oh, yeah. You and Henna backhand. Backhand, Henna, forehand. Haley King. Haley King. I, I'm liking my player better right now. I don't know about all that. All right, oh, scramble game. Is it, it's my turn to pick scramble first. Yeah. Paige. I'm picking Paige for scramble. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. I think. Oh, gosh. What are you... Who else are you going to pick? I'm just trying to think if I really want to not have her for putting. Like, is that a smart move? I don't know. But you pick putting first. I do. So you'll most likely pick Paige for putting. If I don't pick Paige for putting, there's something wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, though. But you pick putting first, so I have to wager that in because there's a chance I might not be able to pick Paige at all. So I'll pick Paige for scramble, and I'm going to think long and hard about my putting. 
but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Paige Pierce for my scramble game. I'm gonna eat one of these now and later. Sour shell shocked. I feel like Paige. Hunter can't eat these. I feel like Paige always gets up and down. She does. Because like, I feel like I, I feel like that's one of her her good strengths. I know she doesn't have like a crazy good forehand, but her putter game is so good that I, I think I'm happy with my my pick with Paige. Those are tough. Okay. So who's your scramble player? So, wow, these are nasty. <laughs> so, they're long-lasting shoes. I know, but the taste is terrible. Good thing they're long-lasting. Yep. <sighs> scramble game. So the person's got to have a good forehand and a good backhand. I mean, they don't have to. They have to be able to get up and down is the key. Because, like, Michael Johansson, both of my players don't have great forehands. But they're good scrambles. Scramblers. That's true. I think I'm going to pick... Oh, I got my putter. (laughs) Thank goodness I thought of her. Carry on. What, did you just read it? No. I just was thinking about who I would pick for scrambling, and I completely forgot this player existed. Okay. My... Uh... Scramble person, you know, doesn't have a good for great forehand, but uh, their their backhand is nasty. Especially, sorry, this thing is still in my mouth, and I'm slurring my words now. But uh, putters, she she throws putters, uh, backhand putters, crazy good. Do you know who I'm talking about? Take a guess. I was guess pa- the other page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paige Bierkus. That's who I was about to pick for putting. Thanks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I completely I forgot was thinking about, about that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about having picking Paige Pierce up here and Bjorkis down here, but I think that Paige Pierce's putting is Paige Pierce's putting puts your ultimate player at a new level. That That's like, true. You know, you know what I'm saying. My I only think, thing is like I knew if I didn't pick Paige Pierce for scrambling, I might not get the chance to pick her for putting because if you skipped on her on scrambling, then I wouldn't get to pick Paige Pierce. Right. And I have to pick Paige Pierce somewhere in my ultimate player. Yeah. So that's basically the only reason I didn't pick her there. But I'm going to go with Paige Shue for my putter. My other player I was thinking about is Rebecca Cox mm, yeah. for putting. Yeah, she's good. And I don't know if I want to pick her over Paige Shue or not. I don't know. I don't know the stats between them. I don't either. Well, I go for per- first for putting. Yeah. Paige Pierce. Yeah. I, I, I knew your picks. <laughs> I, I, wasn't think even my, it I think my woman player is, is better I think yours. yours would beat me. Um, my guy player would definitely be yours, but we'll put these in the we'll put up, put them up for vote. We got another super chat from Chris Neal. Uh, he says, "Just appreciate the return of Grip Locked." Well, thank you, Chris. We do appreciate that. We appreciate you, all of you guys, for joining us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, go ahead yeah. finish that uh, sentence there. I remember what I was gonna say, but I'm going page you over over Rebecca Cox. Rebecca Cox is a great player. She is. Um, but I think Paige Shue is a better putter. I I I don't know if I would have picked Rebecca Cox for. Over any of the players I picked, but um, right here I have uh, Jeff's picks. Oh, sick! But open those up while I start. Uh, I think these are my favorite. Okay. Now I don't. I've eaten these before, but I like technically can't have them. We ate a bag of them in the car. Yeah, but like uh, all I'm all I can think of is maybe because I would have read it. I'm not dumb. No. So maybe the bites had different ingredients somehow. I don't know. Okay, so I'm, this I'm is just gonna take a little bite because I technically can't have these. This is Jeff's picks for backhand. We have Calvin. Oh, frick. Whole thing started coming out. Backhand is Calvin. Forehand, Sexton. Putting, Adam. Hamas. Mental game, Macbeth. 
Scramble Game, Eagle. And then we have, for women, Henna at backhand, Evelina at forehand, Kristen for putting, Mental Game, Paige Pierce, and then Scramble Game, Cat. Scramble Game, Cat. Interesting. These are not good. They're decent. But once you've tried the Haribo... I'm going to grab another one of these. These things put those things to rest. You think so? Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and forth. So much these more are flavor really good too. in these. You think? 100%. Hmm. All right. Um, let's read some of the comments, see if anyone's disagreeing with us. Someone said neither of us picked Drew for backhand. Drew's distance backhand's elite. Top of the game. It is. I just don't... I don't know if... Like, he could out-throw Chris any day of the week. Yeah. It was my pick. But I feel like if you put Chris in the woods... Game like over. Chris in general, I'm going to pick his backhand over Drew's currently. Yeah. I think Drew's a little bit is uh, consistency. And I think, like, more touchy shots, Chris is just going to shine over him personally. But, I agree. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our show, unless you had something else. No, that's pretty much it. Um, We will be putting, you know, both of our players up for... Uh, vote on YouTube and on Instagram. And then, you know, nothing's going to happen from there. But uh, if you haven't already checked out our last video, go ahead and do that. Enter for that giveaway. You have to watch it to the end or just skip there. Who cares? Um, to enter to that giveaway, it is actually, I saw it today uh, or two days ago. It is, uh, there are only 2,000 of those were made. Oh, wow. Really? So it's one of I did not realize that. 2,000 of these 2015. Um, I think they made them in 2016. Their 2015 memorial, not memorial tournament, but, uh, you know, on Paul, uh, rock threes or rocks. Sorry. So check that out. Um, and again, thanks guys for joining us tonight. We'll be back next week with either putting or this. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, we do have some news. We do have news. Uh, I don't know what it is. Supreme flight. Um, which if you don't already know, uh, we bought out recently, uh, is running a sale right now. So all of the old, um, all of the, old supreme flight tour series stuff uh like nate sexton has stamps gibson has stamps um ab and austin turner i think are the four that are left i hope i'm not forgetting someone uh their stamps as well as the 2019 tour series discraft stuff that's custom mm -hmm. stamped with supreme flights logos all of those are 30 percent off 30 percent off dude you don't need a code you don't need any of that just go to supremeflight.com and there's a tab um, under discs that's all players collection click yep. on that and you'll see all of them on sale uh and there you go yeah and guys you know there's uh, you know some stuff going on behind the scenes that we can't say anything about i'm telling you it's going to blow the disc off world that's all i'm saying it's going to blow everyone's mind um hopefully this goes through if it really does i think it's the biggest thing that you guys have heard in 2020 that's all i'm saying all righty uh there we go we're gonna head over to um patreon about five minutes, a little more maybe. We'll be over there. If you're not a patron already and if you want to be, link in the bio below.